Hello and a very warm welcome to the latest edition of City Parents Talk. I'm Anna Richards from City Parents and I'm delighted to be joined today by Laura Nakano and Abigail Hadley, both of whom work for Accenture. At City Parents, the majority of our members are working parents in corporate roles who at some point will take parental leave and we're keen to explore the challenges and positive advice that can help expectant parents prepare to take leave from work, stay in touch and return to work and adjust to life as a working parent. Laura is an associate manager at Accenture and as one of her side of the desk roles, she also runs the company's expectant parents network. And Abby is a senior manager who has taken two maternity leaves during her career at Accenture. And they very kindly agreed to share some of their perspectives with me today. Laura, Abby, thank you so much for joining me. To get us started, Laura, please tell us about the Expectant Parents Network. What does it do and how does it run? The Expectant Parents Network is part of our Accenture family support network for parents within Accenture. We created it about a year ago after we realized that there's a big chunk of parents who weren't getting the support that we'd like to give them. Accent Family covers all sorts of different stages of life, becoming a parent to having children to the primary school and older, how you deal with elder parents and elder care. The Expectant Parents piece we put in about September last year to reach out to those people who were applying for a parental leave and give them the support, tell them what's coming, how Accenture policies work, best tips and tricks for navigating the work world, but also from the experience that we have within our network, everything we could think to advise people for the process of becoming a parent. Fantastic. I can imagine that being such a helpful group to reach out to, particularly for first-time parents. Abby, tell us a little bit about you, please. We know you've been at Accenture for a while and you've got two children. How old are they now? So my daughter is four and my son is two. So you mentioned I've had two maternity leaves, one in 2016 and then one in 2018. I took 12 months off both times around. After the first maternity leave, I returned to a new role full time. The idea was that this new role would work better for me and not having to travel, being based in one place and slightly more flexible hours. And then after the second maternity leave, I came back into the same role, but now I'm employed part time. So just three days a week. If we think now about the lead up to taking parental leave, obviously the parent or the partner finds out they're pregnant, they let the employer know, in this case it's Accenture, needing to prepare both practically and emotionally to take leave from work. Laura, when expectant parents first come into contact with your network, what questions or concerns do you hear from members and what sort of advice and support are you able to offer them? Let me answer that in reverse. So the support that we give, we run a three hour workshop to go over everything we can think of that people would want to know. And that covers things like the Accenture policies, how you actually apply for the leaves, especially shared parental leave. We've got a lot of questions around how that works and how you split that between two people and how you can use your kit days or split days on the return back to work. Also holidays within Accenture, you can only carry over your regular number of holidays but we still accrue holidays while we're on parental leave. So that's a big topic. And then how Accenture assesses your performance whilst you've had a leave within any particular year. So those are the three big things that we cover in the workshop. And then we also run more of a chatty session, which is just come along, introduce yourself, ask me and HR sometimes questions, anything that's on your mind. And if I know the answer, of course, I can give it there. Otherwise, We worked with our internal HR to create a massive 
frequently asked questions document that's all signed off officially so we can point people in that direction too. Fantastic and Abby how was that time for you on both your pregnancies how did you feel at what point did you let your line manager know and what were your expectations around your leave did you consider shared parental leave did you know how long you wanted to take how was that early stage for you I think I was very lucky I have a very supportive team I told them I was expecting a a baby and they didn't put any pressure on me to tell them how long I was going to be off for or when I intended to return to work or even when I wanted to start my maternity leave they just waited for me to let them know what my intentions were I attended some of the brilliant sessions run by Laura's team and the excellent on family teams to prepare me there were lots of things that I didn't know lots of questions I had that were helpfully answered in fact it's interesting to hear Laura mention the questions around holiday and around how your performance is measured in that time that you're off obviously you're not doing anything for work in that time so so those are very common questions that I had as well in terms of me planning for my maternity leave so I was always very keen to take the full duration of maternity leave which in our company is 12 months for me spending that time adjusting to life with the new family member is absolutely crucial plus as I mentioned I had a good network around me to support me when I returned so I never felt any pressure to rush back to the office you mentioned shared parental leave and my husband and I considered it I think it's a brilliant option We were fortunate in our family that my husband's work came to a natural break when both of our children were due. So this meant we got to spend a large chunk of probably the first three to six months of both children's lives together, which undoubtedly made my maternity leave more manageable and more enjoyable. But I would say on shared parental leave, it is such a great way for men to be able to do things that previously were near impossible. So just the fact that they're not having to return to the office when the baby is just two weeks old, when you're barely home from the hospital, let alone settled into a new routine and a new life, being able to share some of those first experiences that occur during the year and forming a closer bond just purely based on an increased amount of time spent together. I think it's, it's a wonderful opportunity for men and women. And the reason it's important for women as well is It can enable a woman to feel like she doesn't have to give up so much of her career when the baby arrives, if that is something she doesn't want to do. And Accenture are very good, I find, at encouraging men to take shared parental leave. I don't know what the uptake is. I know a few colleagues who have done it, and they speak very positively of their experience. So I hope it continues to become more and more popular. When I did the early training on shared parental leave, they said it takes about 10 years for something like this to become part of culture. They looked at studies in the Nordic countries where shared parental leave was more common, And they said that it takes about 10 years for it to kind of spread out. I think within younger men in our offices, it's becoming very common. And I think you're right, it's a brilliant thing for people to do. And the more people that do it, the more understanding we are of others in similar situations. I think that applies to working flexibly. It's far more common to find a woman who works part-time than a man that works part-time. But I, I can see the number of men opting to do four days a week rather than five is starting to increase slightly. I have a few more colleagues who do work part-time and I think that's brilliant. And I, I can imagine that also taking 10 years or so to become the norm, but I think that's a, a change in the right direction. That's wonderful to hear positive feedback on both of those. So thank you. Thinking now about the period of parental leave when the parents are taking time away from work and they've had their baby hopefully happy and healthy. Laura, what requirements do employers and parents have to stay in touch? We have a checklist of things that we advise them to do. And one of them is to record exactly how they would like to be contacted. And that's noted by HR so that if we do, as the company need it, to get in contact with them, we have a way to do that. There's no requirement for our employees to be checking their PCs. 
but one of our tips is that we advise they just open their PC up every month or so, so that required updates happen and they don't get out of compliance. If the person is interested in a lot of places with an Accenture and it's becoming more widespread, we can offer a buddy system, which means that we pair them up with somebody who's been through the experience of having children and coming back to work with Accenture so that they then have someone informally to reach out to and ask questions. How will it work? What did you do? What should I do without it being required for them to reach out to our HR departments? And what about keeping in touch days? Do people use those at Accenture? We talk through the keep in touch days when we do our workshops and our networking sessions. And for Accenture, I think you have 10 keep in touch days and 20 split days. And if you're not aware of what they are, when you're away on your leave, when you get to the unpaid portion of your leave, you can be paid a full day's wage with an Accenture to catch up on any Accenture related thing, which could be as simple as having a coffee with a friend and finding out how Accenture's changed internally. And Accenture is always changing internally. Logging onto your PC and updating all the mandatory software updates. But we require that you inform our HR departments roughly what your intentions are and get it signed off. Perfect. Um, how was both of your leaves from a keeping in touch perspective, Abby? Did you do kit days? Did you do any split days? So the concept of split days is new to me, but it sounds like the way that I use my kit days, actually, which is mainly to come in, I mean, officially to discuss my role options, but really I also use the time to have a chat with my team and in an informal capacity over a cup of tea in the office or lunch out and just to find my way around the office again. In terms of staying in touch with my team, I did a little bit, but I certainly switched off from work and I wasn't expecting to dial into anything or to check any emails on any kind of regular basis. So it was only when I was starting to think about how I come back to work that my team were very, very open to a chat and I started using these kit days. I didn't have any kit days where I sat down and worked as such. It's quite tricky to do that, you know, just to pop back in for a day and, and pick up a day's work and then put it down, not knowing exactly when you're going to be next back in the office. But it was great to show my face, to try and reestablish myself, to try to re-familiarize myself with the non-baby world. I'd say a bit like how you can become completely immersed in your job or in your workplace. It's definitely possible to become completely immersed in the baby world and forget that other things are still there. Sometimes things that you prioritize very highly or you have previously prioritized very highly. So it may sound very strange and I don't know if you agree with this Laura but a lot of people I've spoken to since returning from a maternity or paternity leave have commented on how they have to try to remember almost how to interact or to communicate in an adult conversation to get the cogs turning again. It's not a holiday, you've got a complete different type of challenge in dealing with a, a brand new baby and a brand new way of life in quite an intense period of time on, on maternity leave. So kit days are quite good just for, for getting the cogs turning again in a slightly different way. And also kit days are brilliant in being able to test out leaving the baby with your intended childcare. So doing a bit of a trial run for your childcare option for when you do formally come back to work. But Abby, what was it like when you actually came back? How did you prepare emotionally and practically for that transition? How did it go? I have lots of thoughts on this, Anna. So I loved my maternity leaves. It feels that it starts to get easier towards the end of the leave, um, which is no wonder, I suppose, because you've made it through the trickiest of times with a tiny baby. And then as the year goes on, the baby probably does more than in the early days where it predominantly sleeps and feeds and, and probably cries. So for me, returning to work after maternity leave was a time of mixed feelings. I was looking forward to a bit of independence, really, away from the baby. But on the other hand, I was naturally sad that I would be dropping my child off at nursery very early in the morning and picking them up just before 
before bath time, which is a really long day for such a little person. But from what I've seen now, I don't think these hours are unusual for a child in a childcare setting. And I was very quickly reassured that in fact, they have a wonderful time at nursery. They do all sorts of things that I don't do at home, which is basically messy, sandy, mud play. And I'm really happy that they're learning to socialize with other children and learning some life skills. And then in terms of me on the return to work, I found returning full-time really hard. It's a big adjustment to go from being a full-time mother on maternity leave to working five days a week with only two days off for a weekend to spend with the family amongst everything else that you normally have planned on a weekend. So I think returning full-time shifts your priorities back around purely based on where you're now spending the majority of your time. I would encourage people to try not to put themselves under too much pressure to be the super parent and to do it all because invariably this pressure gets too much and something has to give. And then you can easily find that you feel guilty because you're not working all of the hours that you used to. And perhaps you have this perception that that work think you're not doing all that you used to, which is probably just a perception that you've created uh, rather than anything that's really come from work. And then at the same time, you're not parenting the way you'd want to because, well, maybe you're just checking your emails before story time or you can't play just now because you have to check in with your team on something. So from my experience, I would urge people to set their boundaries and make them known to colleagues who are usually very reasonable and understanding people and to stick to them. And I worried about this when I came back to work, but having children doesn't create different rules for you at work compared to others. I think it just forces you to think more about where your boundaries are. And I think as long as you're reasonable in your requests and, for example, having to feed your two-year-old dinner at at 5.45, you know, instead of being on a status call, is not an unreasonable request, then you can still be a very good employee and a very good parent. Have you heard the phrase, if you want something done, give it to a busy person? I think that's true with all parents. You've become so good at getting so much more done in less time, but you're absolutely right. We have to tell people, A, set your boundaries prior to working with other people. And that's one of our top tips. And also trial your childcare arrangement and don't feel guilty. You do whatever is best for you and your family at the time, and you can't do any better. Great advice. So much adjustment to life as a working parent. And I think many of us might come back thinking lots of things stay the same but a huge amount changes doesn't it Laura what about from the expecting parents network does Abby's experience echo the experience that you hear from lots of parents are are there any other tips and advice that you share to help with this transition back into the working world after parental leave I'd probably start a bit before that and in the looking for childcare. so a lot of childcare options you should be looking into like almost a year before you need them because some places fill up quickly and also there are a range of different options whatever works for you is your personal situation you might want to use the nanny or childmind or or nursery or grandparents and there are benefits and disadvantages with all these but it's worth thinking through what you would like to do before you get to the point where you need it and it's not there And the other one is to work with your company because you might have in your head, oh, I'm going to change my days to work, you know, this day, this day and this day. And I'm going to finish work at five. But if your work can't be done on those days, then the company's not going to be very happy with it. So whatever you're planning to do, then it's worth talking to the company as early as you can. So you can start having those conversations and checking what's in your head is going to work for you and for work. Work wants to create a situation where you can do your job and you can be happy with home. They don't want you to be unhappy at home. 
but it's worth having that conversation. Absolutely. And Abby, reflecting on the different work patterns, part-time, full-time, flexible, less flexible, but what are your reflections on those changes and how has that conversations played out with your manager or your employer? Good question. So in terms of working flexibly, I have returned after having my son to working part-time three days a week. And this is possibly one of the hardest things I've had to adjust to in my career, but it is completely worth it. So when I say it's hard to adjust, I think it is a learned art to be able to switch off on your non-working days and to not worry about what happens when you're not in the office and when you're not paid to be working. An art that I have by no means refined or learned. And it's especially hard when there's a deadline looming or perhaps a particularly intense piece of work going on. What I am learning, or I guess what I'm trying to always remember, and Accenture are supportive in this, is that the responsibility also needs to be on the employer to make part-time or flexible working work. So who is going to cover the work on the days that I'm not in? It's up to your employer to help shape that work or to shape the right workload, because clearly cramming five days into four or even three days is just not a sustainable option. So I would say have open and honest conversations. Don't be afraid to, again, to set boundaries and stick to them. Working flexibly doesn't mean that you're a slacker or a part-timer in its negative connotation. I think it just means you've chosen to prioritise your time in a different way and your income is reflected accordingly. And then to your question about practically how did it work? So Laura already mentioned about having conversations early on if you intend to return in a certain way or have certain requirements when you come back. So I had the conversations about working flexibly first. And then I just went through our internal process of raising a request through our formal channels, which was straightforward by then because there were no surprises. I'd already had the conversations and I had the support of my leadership team. One thing we do try and suggest to people is that because they often have a lot of holiday when they come back to work is that they use that holiday to try out a different working pattern. So coming back and doing three days work and two days holiday for like a month or so and just see if that works for them and if they can make it work with the company. I completely agree, Laura. When I came back from my first maternity leave, even though I was returning in a full-time capacity, I used one day a week for probably two months just to settle in and to try and give myself time to readjust. Even though I was intending to come back full time and I did come back full time, it just eases you in slightly to the completely different world of work compared to what you've experienced in the previous 12 months. That's a brilliant piece of advice, Abby. Thank you so much. Laura, anything from you? Any final takeaway that you would advise perhaps an expectant parent about to embark on this journey? Expect the unexpected. Monty Python fans out there you can't really plan in Accenture we're all trying to plan out every minute every day best way possible but you just can't predict what's going to happen for you and your family an example of this I thought having maternity leave I'd have loads of time I asked my mum please buy me a sewing machine and I'm going to make my kids clothes I had no time my children slept so poorly at one point my first child she woke up every 30 minutes and I was just a mess and I grabbed every minute I could to sleep and there just was no time in my maternity leave that I could sit down calmly and you know make clothes for my kids and I know other people have different experiences but just be prepared to be surprised. 
I think that's a lovely thought. It's very hard to know what's coming, isn't it? And and I think we can all, particularly when we're balancing career and home life, feel we want to control this very complicated mm-hmm. hogs in the wheel. We can't control everything, particularly when children are involved, can we? So a bit of advice on letting go sounds like a great place to end. So thank you so much, both of you. I really appreciate you taking time to tell us your perspectives, your experience and advice really for anybody who might be an expectant parent or might be thinking about having a family in the future. So thank you very, very much. And thank you to all our listeners for joining us as well. You can find out more about City Parents at cityparents.co.uk. You can follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook. And please stay tuned for more from City Parents Talk coming soon. Goodbye.